Welcome back to Cash Grab Cinema. Hey, everybody. How's it going? That's Josh. <laughs> Over here. Wow. Thanks for literally no introduction. I gave you beautiful music, and then you just reaffirmed it. It's that you're Josh. Here. Josh right here. Oh, yeah. There's Rachel. Wow. <laughs> it's like, even though you're reminded time and time again that you are the B squad. <laughs> Um, I have to up my presence. That's the only way that I'm going to be a... By undercutting someone else? Very elder millennial of you. <laughs> Listen, Rachel, I'm tr- mm-hmm. I'm working really hard on, on what? forging a career on as anything. an influencer. <laughs> on what platform? On... What's that racist one? <laughs> it's not on Parlor. Yeah, that's... Uh, no, no, no. Mine would be something more old school. Like, I'm going to be... MySpace. An, I'm going to be an influencer on, on uh, BBS bulletin boards. See, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> from, the, from the MS-DOS days. <laughs> you might make it. Yeah. We're here with a re-release of a classic. Yeah, one of our Sterling episodes, I would yeah. say. Yeah. From from the underground storage container. Mm. Since, since you said we can't say vault. Although I just said vault. But it's not from the vault. It's from the underground storage container. If you keep saying it, and that mouse will come into this house, and I don't need that Disney bitch up in here. Okay? Why don't you... Next, Josh is going to be calling us Imagineers, and we're going to, like, never going to make any ad money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a... I'm a a copyright machine. A copyright infringing machine? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Trey's not here because he never is for these re-releases because he's like busy with like other friends. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> this is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Enjoy. Welcome back to Cash Grad Cinema. Cinema coming to you. From Two Sweater Studio. Live from Two Sweater Studio. How did you get in here? <laughs> if you don't follow us on Twitter, then you haven't seen the beautiful picture of the new home studio we set up in a closet under our stairs. It is luxurious. Oh my gosh, it just dawned on me. We're freaking Harry Potter. <laughs> really? We're under just the now? stairs. Oh, I, 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 I knew that immediately when I walked in. It was, you think you're it's so there. great, Trey. <laughs> no, I know it. It's true. We yeah. just wanted to, we, we just wanted to capture the magic. <sighs> All right. Well, again, right. I would like to send an apology. Josh is here. Say, hey guys, how's it going? Josh, still here. You can't even say hi without making me want to, you know, put a bed in here, Harry Potter style. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it. <laughs> Get out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Rachel, and we're welcoming our new co-host. If you weren't here for the last episode, that's right. No longer special guest, but very special co-host who might not always be here because my man's got shit to do. It's Trey. Hey, y'all. How you doing? See, these people just love you. Especially that one guy. (laughs) Look at him. Look at him. He's smiling just from from hearing Trey's voice. I'm, I'm so excited to be here today. How do you how do you like Two Sweater Studio? This is your first time casting in the studio. Uh, let me tell you, people, these accommodations are lush. Um, there are many different kinds of blankets yes. up in here. It is nice. This one's wool, I believe. Yeah, oh, you're next. Yeah, to. ooh, that's that's real nice. Yeah. This is not scratchy at all. Let me 
just exfoliate a little bit on these knuckles. <laughs> That's kilt worthy. Paint. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna continue to do this while you. Uh, so this while you week, bring us in. this yeah. week we watched another suggestion made by Trey that Josh has never seen. Yep. Yep. Drop Dead Gorgeous, the 1999 one, not the 2011 Drop Dead Gorgeous that isn't a reboot. It has nothing to do with the original. So don't get confused when you're out there trying to find this DVD, and good freaking luck trying to find this DVD. Also, and as well, it is scarce. It is. I can't find it streaming. I couldn't find it on YouTube. Uh, Josh thought he found it at the library, and my man found the 2011 <laughs> one that isn't related yeah. in any way. Who's in that one? Is it like Amanda Bynes? What's going 2011? on? 2011, Amanda Bynes? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing all right now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, the 2011 um, Drop the Gorgeous is an adult comedy, whereas this is more of a plucky dark comedy. Yeah. Mm. It felt like one of those teen movies that really went under the radar in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. But it's so good. It's amazing. Like, I don't want to blow the load this soon in the podcast like definitely keep listening but it was so good and funnily enough we are not the only people to be reviewing Drop Dead Gorgeous recently I don't know if you out there are following Fry Gay the 13th that, that's their monocle they're an LGBT podcast sweet name if you want to follow them they're Fry Gay 13 on Twitter and they also had the same problem of trying to find this podcast, or not the podcast, this movie. Yeah. Mm. How did we get it? <laughs> you don't want to know. Listen, well, I can't divulge. Legally and above board is all I'm hearing. We're yes. connected. We Good did job, not, Josh, up top. <laughs> we did not go to the docks around midnight and meet up with a guy in an alleyway. That's all I'm saying. No. no. Wait, that, and that's on the record, wait, folks. Josh, for you have friends outside of this room. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say friends. I, uh, Do you have friends inside this I, room? I call the service. <laughs> no, but you're you're absolutely right. Like, th- this movie is like a really really special kind of uh, has a special kind of flavor. It's got that waiting for Guffman meets yes. Heather's sort of in a way. With yes. Adam West. With <laughs> <laughs> That's the Batman I want to know about. Not Batman. And <laughs> oh, no, sad no, Affleck. No, no, sad no, no, Affleck. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And this movie stars all of my favorite white women from the 90s. <laughs> Kirstie Alley. Yep. She is looking good. I, you know what? I loved Look Who's Talking Now. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, so I'm not going to rewatch it, ruin it for myself. But it was great. I like that you jumped straight to the third in the series. (laughs) I loved Look Who's Talking Now. Oh, but that Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking 2? No way. I want the one with the dogs, please. (laughs) That's correct. Denise Richards? Yes. Kirsten Dunst? Yes. Allison Janning? Queen. Mm. Love. Oscar winning. Oscar Ray. And am I right in saying this is Amy Adams' first movie? I believe so. It's either this one or uh well, there, this came out in nineteen ninety nine. Right. There was a there was a, a Cruel Intentions 2. And oh my, I that might have been that. her first one. 
But that wasn't. You know what? Let's not. Yeah. Let's let her forget about that. Why do you have to bring that up, Josh? Hey, man. You know what? You think about this. She made this movie. A mm-hmm. couple of years later, she had um, a, a recurring character on The Office for like two and a half, three episodes. Right? She was Jim's yeah, she's girlfriend. Jim, she was Jim's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, and then like. A year later, she was at the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her career really went up. She, yeah, she had some rocket fuel. She was fine. So what you're saying is, we all need our own drop dead gorgeous to yeah. <laughs> catapult us upward. Maybe this is the for us. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Also, just and- to stop talking so we can make. <laughs> <it happen. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just. I'm just happy to be here. Also, in this list of favorite white women, I cannot forget to mention. The iconic Brittany Murphy. Oof. Oh. Rest in power, Queen. <laughs> you know. Okay, I really wanted to Blue bring this up. Butter. So they, mm. I have heard rumors around the interwebs yeah. of a King of the Hill reboot. You shut your mouth. How can you make King of the Hill without Brittany Murphy? You can't. What is like poor little lasagna just going to be all alone? <laughs> like, where's her parents? Because Tom Petty's gone. Oh, wow. And Brittany Murphy. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And, you know, I love that show. And if Brittany Murphy was still around, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe. But without her, I'm just like, mm, I don't like this. I think you would. You can't have King of the Hill without Luann. Well, no. Pamela Alden, a.k.a. Bobby Hill. Also, Catherine and Jimmy, a.k.a. Peggy Hill. Oh, need those checks. So, it, maybe. They get those royalties. I mean, it's not in syndication anymore. Well, let's let's make a new awesome it's on cartoon Hulu for now. them. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, do they get money for that? Sure, they're they above they're above the line. Yeah. They get residuals. Oh. And they got commercials on Hulu. Mm. I mean, you got your adult beverage. I do. And my backup, so it's gonna help you block out this memory. It will. I'll just breathe through the glass. Mm, Just breathe breathe deep. All right. Are there tannins in scotch? No. (laughs) (laughs) Smart words, smart words. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, adult friend. (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Jobs busted. (laughs) Why? You did look at how much did they pay to make this movie? There are conflicting amounts. But the movie cost between ten million and fifty million. Ten well, and fifty? Fifteen. Oh, ten and fifteen. Well when I looked Sorry, up the box office numbers, yeah. they only made ten point five million. Correct. Huh. So that's not good. No. But this D V D cost forty dollars on Amazon and now I yeah. think I know why. Yeah. Man, yeah, something happened. What happened? It's such a good movie. It's crazy. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I wanted to 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 do this. And it I has need, so many great lines. Yeah, it's and amazing. I need, I need to shout out my friend Nick Franco, who was the first person to introduce me to this movie. Uh, and I sat down, and you know, I, I had my ways to get these things, and I saw <laughs> it, and I loved it. I was like, "What? This has an all-star cast. It is funny as all get out." Why didn't this do well? I love this movie. You know, it does. It happens from time to time. You'll stumble across a movie that should be a big deal, and it's just not. Here's the thing. 
1999 was a pretty competitive year. Yeah, well, it was. Okay. I mean, it, in terms sure of films, was. there was amazing things. You had your American Beauties. You had mm-hmm. your Fight Clubs. You had... Um, well, what other movies like this, though? You had Austin Powers. Oh, no. Yeah. But this movie has so much, like... Tap dancing while doing makeup for the deceased. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that it, that's what it, it's that sort of like that dark comedy, that really uh, gruesome humor. It's mm-hmm. so fun. What like things like the Lutheran Sisterhood Sisterhood Gun Club? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and elite amazing, group, of course. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. So the movie opens up on uh, the introduction of the contest itself, right? Yes. Introduction of the contestants. It's a promotional uh, oh, video. That, <laughs> that's right. That they that they taped and and uh, but they taped over part of it to tape Days of Our Lives. Well, <laughs> I mean, depending on the episode, that might have been worth it. True. No, but like from the beginning, like everything is so uh, it's so well timed. It's so funny. And it's so... Um, Everybody's accents yeah. are either amazingly good or perfectly horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You, you realize your sense of place within... As soon as Kirstie Alley opens her mouth. Yeah. Because that Because they started talking about Ludafisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you do? Ah, oh, you taped over it there. Ah, oh, Barbara, is this your show? <laughs> well, that's lost forever now. <laughs> so, so Christy Alley is the head of this American teen princess pageant. If I could sum sponsored up, by Rose Cosmetics. If I could, <laughs> if I could summarize her character, yes. in a reality TV show. Oh, oh it would be do. Dance Moms. She is the Dance Moms of this group. Yeah. Yeah, she. Oh wants, yeah, she, you bet. she wants her girl to be famous. Oh yeah, because she won this pageant, and yes. then didn't go on to really do anything else. I mean, she's really well, wealthy, didn't she? Well, not outside of the town. Well, but why be a small fish in a big pond when you can be one big fish with a gun? They're very small. <laughs> well, they all it's got really guns. ominous the way you said gun. They, they <laughs> all got gun. guns. Then. I wasn't meant to say pond, but <laughs> the metaphor holds. <laughs> Have some more beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Last year's winner is in the hospital, but instead of doing that tastefully, they go to visit her. And they're brushing her hair, and a huge clump comes out. Oh, it's just a snarl, hun. Don't, <laughs> don't say anything. Because what they show beforehand is that the hospital in this town has a whole wing for eating disorders. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's and so, so sad. she is in the so anorexia and the section. Section, yep. It's part of what makes it so great is that it's, it's right below the burn unit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's so like brutal, and it's so. Um, it's so ridiculous and over the top that yeah. it, it just makes it so fun. And I just love that you're going along with this mockumentary style. We're introducing the contestants, and then it just takes a hard right into Explosion Town, yeah. and one of the contestants dies <laughs> in a tractor explosion. So, um, shall we go to the contestants? I, I wrote them all down. Please. <laughs> okay, so contestant number one is uh, Amy Adams' character. So she's a cheerleader. She's really peppy. Uh, she's got a boyfriend with whom 
Um, things are very. I mean, they basically physical. do it. Right? Yeah. Contestant <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two is uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, and her name is Amber Atkins in the movie. Do you think this character is what got her the starring role on Bring It On? I don't know, because I uh, that movie came, I think, the next year. Yeah, well, yeah. that question was rhetorical. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has that whole, like, middle America, like, milk toast thing going for her. Yes, so yes. I, I get it. Do you so. think Do you think this is the movie that landed her the role in Melancholia? Wow. Jeez, Josh. I just wanted to I just wanted to mention <laughs> that I knew about Melancholy. I have not seen that film. I just know of it. I have. Josh just wants to be seen seeing things. <laughs> Trey, you know that I love to be seen agreeing with you, so please continue. <laughs> so uh, Amber Atkins is uh, a teen who really loves to tap dance. That's what we get from her right right off the bat. And she's like really perky and blonde and like excited to be in the competition, so and uh, she just loves Diane yeah. Sawyer. Yes, oh, she yeah. loves Diane Sawyer. She's obsessed with Diane Sawyer, which is interesting. I like that as a character trait. Yeah, I know. And There's a lot uh, worse people to admire. She practices her tap dance routines while at her after school job at a morgue, where she does the makeup for the deceased. <laughs> Contestant number three is Denise Richards' character, Becky. Becky is Kirstie Alley's uh, daughter. She's a mean girl. Yeah, super mean girl. We see her at the gun club where she is noticeably vice president. Mm -hmm. The tractor girl was president, but I mean, she's dead now. Yeah. Uh, And she delivers one of my favorite lines uh, in the movie. Jesus loves winners. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. Um, funny, fun fact about Denise Richards, or something that I noticed. Mm-hmm. She's the only person in the film that doesn't have an accent. She doesn't sound like she's from Minnesota. That right there is uh, her mom beating it, <laughs> beating it out of her. <laughs> You'll yeah. never make it in the big time if you sound like a hick. I mean, you notice... Everything that she says is very carefully stated mm-hmm. and very slowly articulated. Yeah. So she's got hints of it, but it's nowhere near as heavy as the rest of the people in that town. That's true. Like, nowhere near. That's a good point. Except when she gets mad. And we only kind of hear more hints of it when she gets mad at uh, Amber later on in the oh, movie. Well, I mean, isn't that true of everyone with an accent? Yep. Because I tell you, nothing... <laughs> If you want to hear someone's southern accent, just make them angry, and mm-hmm. you'll get it in full force. That's something I've learned about doing this podcast. I listen back, and sometimes I sound like the human personification of a sweater vest, and then other times <laughs> I sound like someone Trishy. who... Uh, get out. <laughs> and then sometimes I sound like someone who catches crawdaddies for a living. I'm just like, Wow. Oh, that's me, huh? All right, sure. <laughs> Whatever, fine. So, <clears throat> contestant number four. I listen four. back to mine <laughs> and think like, I wonder if people think it's just three dudes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't you worry about them, fella. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so contestant number four is Brittany Murphy's character. She loves the theater, and she loves New York, mm. and she really loves her big brother, who has moved to New York. It's adorable. It is, actually. It is. And it's revealed that her uh, brother is a drag queen who loves impersonating the greats. Now, Little um, Barbara Liza. Yeah. 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 And Brittany is like all about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her whole room is New York themed. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of get the sense that she's joining this pageant because she wants to be a little bit more glamorous like her. Peter. Yeah. It's Peter adorable. the star. <laughs> I get the feeling she's just biding her time until she can turn 18 and, and, and run away. Oh, yeah. run to New York. Oh, she cannot wait. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she's had like maybe one, maybe two trips and they've been yep. the most life-changing things. And she's like, oh, my eyes are <laughs> all the way open. <laughs> and you know what? I gotta say this. Being a drag queen in New York, not easy. So if He's like a big name and able to do all of these relatively well-known celebrities well. He's a big deal. So, Love it. Yeah. That's something to aspire to. Yeah. It's kind of, it's weird because it's kind of like this, I don't know if it's a lost idea in America that, you know, people flock to New York and, you know, they, they're chasing mm-hmm. this dream and stuff like that. I don't know if that still happens the way it did. Like, it felt like it, that was everything in the 80s. Yeah, I think that most people, some people are definitely priced out of it now. Yes. But it definitely still happens. No, people are just like sleeping in uh, like whatever the five person equivalent of a bunk bed is <laughs> in a studio. That's I think that's what's happening. Man, I can't wait for the uh, for the Connex villages from Ready Player One. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh Anybody boy. Anybody see that one? <laughs> It's a cash grab. By the way, that's a little mini episode. No, no the only reason Josh is bringing it up is because he's so proud of himself. He's like, I read that book. Like, if Will Wheaton reads it to you, you haven't read anything. Listen, Will Wheaton read it to me sweetly and gingerly, except he said the word poser wrong. How's he say it? Don't he do said, this. He we, said, we are not big enough to start... <laughs> Podcast people. Will Wheaton, this is you. This is me and you, buddy. Oh, oh yeah. You say poser <laughs> when it's poser, doofus. Oh, oh yeah. Trey, do you just want to go? <laughs> so, contestant number five's name. <laughs> contestant number five, I do not remember her name, but she is the epitome of socially awkward and she loves dogs. Mm. Uh-huh. Everything in her room. Her German Shepherd is... went to go live on a farm after it attacked her. Yeah, <laughs> but you know the scars healed up okay. <laughs> they, they, my, they, my stomach's made out of my butt. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Sorry, I can't do a Minnesotan accent. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah. Can you not? It's it's one of like the easiest ones I think. I mean, I can do like oh yeah, betcha, yeah, but yeah. that's about it. There, you got it. So mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> we sure like mayonnaise up here, up in the sodas. I don't. I don't hear any difference. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you usually speak. Just okay. <laughs> so contestant number six. I do not have her name written down either, but she is the one that has um, 
Japanese parents. <laughs> Both of her parents are from Japan, mm-hmm. and they are very much about uh, being American now. So they have Americanized themselves with acquaintance because they've only been in America for three years. Yeah. But they have adopted uh, a white girl to make themselves more American. And they have put her in this pageant because they are all about America because America is number one. I mean, really, let's just talk about like they adopted an almost 18 year old child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pretty commendable. Yeah. It is. And the kid seems pretty well-adjusted. Uh, well yeah. uh, very susceptible to her parents' ideas of um, <laughs> uh, capitalism and, <laughs> and, and, and power in, in certain ways. But otherwise, she's, she's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> their parents, uh, the parents' biological daughter, who <laughs> uh, is very much into her own Japanese culture, care about her so much. <laughs> they, they, when we're introduced to the biological child, we hear one of the dozens of times someone Ooh, throws yeah. out the R word, retarded. Yeah. They tell her to stop speaking Japanese and speak English. Because they you, are that pro-American. You R word. <laughs> so, uh, a fun fact... The studio wanted to make this movie more marketable to international uh, viewers. Mm-hmm. So they insisted that they include international singer and songwriter Seiko Matsuda. Is that the daughter? Yeah, so she's the daughter. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. She only has one speaking part. And yeah. She's told to And she's speaking up. in Japanese the entire time. <laughs> and so they, she didn't did, have to... <laughs> they didn't even subtitle it, nope. or at least in the version we watched. Because the whole joke was like, you daughter that we had, you be quiet. We're in America now. <laughs> so you can form. And she's like, no, you I come won't. come along and we'll leave you behind. <laughs> We're done with you. But that's yeah. awesome. I'm sure she got like written a pretty big check for that. I hope so. so. Good for her. That's that's where five million dollars of this fifteen million dollar budget went. So contestant number seven, um, she's the artsy actress who really gets oh. into whatever role she's in, and I think she's just using this as an opportunity to show off her pl- her skills. Yeah. So it's, she's really about her process, you know. It's very embarrassing. And she really wants to. Um, the she can't decide whether she wants to do a scene from. Othello or Soylent Green, <laughs> uh, which you know. <laughs> so contestant number eight is uh, Janelle, and she, I think people in her family are deaf, so she's really into sign language, and she wants to use her wider platform as Miss Teen America, whatever, uh, to teach the world. ASL, which, as I want to remind you, is American. American sign language. language, Which is just used here in the United States where we are. Other places have their own version of sign language. Don't matter. She wants to spread it to everywhere. She's going to teach you all. Don't worry. And she was doing sign language dancing way before Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Janelle, you are the real uh, OG 
of sign dancing. We salute you. <laughs> also, again, like another like pure character. So yes. who's like got good intentions. They're really nice. They mm-hmm. are. I love how we meet Kristen Kirsten Dunst. What's her name? Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten, yeah, whatever. I'm not good at names. We've been over this. <laughs> well, we have Kirstie Alley and Kirsten Dunst. So we'll call her we're gonna Dunst. have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But we meet her mom and she's like don't take your top off until you get the money. <laughs> <laughs> because of the camera crew. Yeah. yeah. And she says, my mom always gives good advice. <laughs> so it becomes pretty clear that Amber, uh, Kristen Dunst's character, and Becky, Denise Richards' characters, are kind of the, the, the top runners, so the camera crew spend the most time with the both of them. Why is Amy... Like I, that would make more sense mm-hmm. because objectively, the way that they're dressed and how they do their makeup and stuff... They're made to be the most pretty in this movie, mm-hmm. except for Amy Adams' character. Like she's completely discounted. Yeah, it's strange. Well, this is her only acting credit up until this point. Nobody knew what she could do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah, they were just like, oh, nobody will care who she. Whereas, is. like Denise Richards had Wild Things, I think, a year or two before this, mm-hmm. and Kirsten Dunst has been acting since she was like a wee. We bet. A couple of years before this, um, Denise Richards had Starship Troopers. Also, yes. 97. Yep. So she did it two years before this. It's a very good movie. It is a very good movie. But again, just like Drop Dead Gorgeous, Denise R- Richards was the perfect casting because she sort of, don't take this the wrong way, but like dead inside. Right? You know, like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you look at, she's this. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're not trying saying, to say she's actually dead inside. No, not the person herself. She she's, plays yeah. vacant perfectly. She's yeah. amazing yes. at yes, it. Yes, she is. She's so good at just being, like, plastic. I love it. She's great. Dude, that judge's intro, when we're introduced <laughs> to the various judges of this pageant, it is amazing. Yes. What's his name? Uh, so, John Doe. One. John Doe is my favorite one. Wait, so that's... Uh, <laughs> I miss that that's his name, John Doe. So there's three judges. The first one is, works at a pharmacy, and he is... That's John Doe. He's most definitely there for... Um, Gross reasons. Yeah, he's a pervert. Yeah. He wants to see teenage girls dance. Yeah. That's, that's, his, that's his whole reason there. They don't really. He, br- he has a camera <laughs> at one point, and he's like, "Oh, this camera, uh, that's just for you know car accidents. Nobody's asking you why you got a camera here, eh?" I mean, that's the thing about he he over explains everything that he does, and basically he just like hangs himself with his own rope. Even in what? even in his own intro, he goes too far. Like, "Oh, you're trying to say I just want to look at pretty girls, eh? That's what you're saying." Yeah. Like, no, nobody said that. You're saying that. <laughs> Like, so what if I have a camera? You have a camera. Nobody's asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's accusing you of anything. So, judge number two, uh, I don't remember his name either, but he owns a hardware store. He was, uh, it's played by Michael McShane. I don't know if it's Michael McShane. I, don't, I think that's his name. He was mm-hmm. on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway a lot. Oh, okay. And he was the professor on... Uh, in Richie Rich. Yeah. Oh, okay. And even better than owning a hardware store, he was hired by the person who owns the hardware store to paint it. Yes. Yeah. And, he, and, and to brother. do the painting for the pageant, which factors in later. <laughs> so the hardware owner has a brother who is um, 
differently abled. Yeah. Played by Matt TV's Will Sasso to great effect, I would say. Oh, he yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 really great. You could not make this movie <laughs> now. No, 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 no. no. I don't no, think no, you no. could really no. make it in 1999. The fact that, like, that's right on the cusp of not being okay at all. Yeah. But they did it. They did. <laughs> Maybe that plays into why Josh has never seen it. Because the studio was just like, oh, was this a boo-boo? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to bury this thing. Take it out to the desert, dig a hole, and we'll bury it next to E.T. <laughs> <laughs> next to Mac and me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The world needs to see Mac and me. No, they don't. <laughs> they do. They need to go to their goddamn McDonald's and get a Big Mac and sit down and watch Mac and me. I don't want that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that for our, our, our great nation. I know where we're having Trey's birthday party. Oh! oh. Beer, 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 beer. McDonald's. Only if you can have those exquisite break dancers outside in the parking lot for no reason. We're going to have dancers all over the place. Excellent. There's going to be so Outside many. and inside. There's going to be and so on the many road. dancers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be dancing around the snipers. Okay. <laughs> We're definitely getting arrested. <laughs> That's all I want. Dan- you dancing. two to get arrested. I'll take care of your kid. Not well. The whole time. We're in cuffs being dragged to the car. It was a flash mob. It was a flash mob. We were doing it for the gram. Just, it's for Mac and me. And then they start beating you like, I hate mm. that movie. <laughs> they only ate through straws. Oops, my body cam broke. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh man! Oh. Oh. oh no! So judge number three. <laughs> yep. Sorry, dude. We find out. Okay, so they spend all this time at this furniture store, which Denise Richards' dad's dad's owns, mm-hmm. and we see him just being a general. Um, that guy's great, by the way. The, yeah, the, the, he's a character actor. He's been a ton yeah. Of I, I I know that I uh, recognize him from other things, but he's just like being a total bell in the entire time. <laughs> And then you see his silent assistant just kind of following him around and doing whatever. She's like a kind of Marcy from the Peanuts type. Yeah. And then it's revealed that uh, she is the third judge. And this After is, he slaps her on the butt. Yeah. And this uh, is actually the writer of the screenplay, Lona Williams. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She originally wrote in the nurse part for herself. But the director's like, no, you can't do that. We're going to give you a part that has no words so that then we'll only have to pay you as a featured extra. So that's what happened. <laughs> that's why she Holy has no lines. Holy shit. <laughs> or maybe she just wasn't that good. <laughs> I mean, just because you can write doesn't mean you can act. Well, in, in her own limited role as being someone who's very meek and just reacting to things, she's I thought great. she did really well. She did great. <laughs> so, she's really wonderful. So, yeah. She's so, up there with Silent Bob. Yeah. But after we meet the judges, there <laughs> there is pageant dance practice. This is, and can uh, I say the dance teacher mm-hmm. is so spot on. Yes. She's all the dance teachers I've ever known. Like, do, you ever, do we ever see her not in a chair? 
no. <laughs> the only time is when she hands Kirsten Dunst that other costume. Oh, right. And but then, uh, any other time she is shouting. Fanning uh, herself. Yes. Shouting commands. Smoking. Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And some Vaseline for your teeth. Remember, you only live once. Pretty soon you're going to be me. <laughs> so smile. Have a good time, honey. And the rest of the time, she is shouting at the the contestants in terrible French. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Pot of beret. <laughs> Switch sides. It's wonderful. It's great. <laughs> and then we see Kirsten Dunst has not just one job, she has two jobs. Yes. One of her jobs is during school hours. That's, yeah. That really struck me as strange. It was very that... weird. I think she just, her, she works there during her lunch hour instead of taking her lunch. She's one, she is a, a cafeteria uh, person. She does the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she also, uh, so she doesn't serve, oh right, because no. they're, they're, like, they're bringing washing. her. Yeah, they're just they're, bringing, they're bringing her trays. the trays. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we meet Brett. So Brett, Brett's got it hard. Yeah, Brett's an athlete. Wait, what? <laughs> Brett's got it hard. Yeah, got it, got it hard for Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, sorry. Pay attention. No, no, no. I just heard that differently. <laughs> no, you heard yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a teenage boy. That's true. Let's 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 move on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Amy Adams's boyfriend has it hard oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. My man's drawing on his body for her and stuff. <laughs> at one point, he yells at the camera, like, you see that contestant over there? You got her, right? Like, make sure you film her. It's kind of like, it's kind of sweet how much she supports her. Again, He's yeah. really into her. Yeah. yeah. He's as into her as he is into wrestling? Yes. Wrestling. wrestling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, wrestling. So, yes, Brett is, I don't know what kind of athlete he is, but he is an athlete because he's got a starter jacket. And Denise Richards is trying real hard to get his attention. And he's like, I got no time for you. I'm all about Cinderella here mm. in in her in her cafeteria bonnet covered in uh, discarded Ludafisk pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks her on a date this Friday and she says, oh, I can't. I have to work. It's a busy it's a busy time of year. Hunting season. Yeah. He's her like, funeral home. <laughs> they both they both say it at the same time. Hunting uh, season. season. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm going duck hunting later myself. Trying to like kinda connect with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Denise Richards is in the background going like mm-hmm. I do not like this. I don't approve. <laughs> And then it's great how quick this movie moves. It does. Yeah. It's it's breakneck speed. Because next is Kirsten Dunst in the funeral home, and Brett is dead. Yeah, yeah. it's like the <laughs> next scene. Yep. Some another, yeah. some more great lines in this part of the movie. Jesus Christ on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> There's some deaths amazing in this. <laughs> She's so good. But he's been shot between the eyes, and she's like, you don't see that much. <laughs> and there are these two police officers. They're recurring characters. <laughs> oh, God. These cops. I love them. And they're just like, oh, yeah, that was an accident. Nothing really to look more into. Mm-hmm. And they, the whole time, you can tell them they're, like, they're smirking just a little. <laughs> After a uh, thorough investigation, we decided there was no uh, foul play there. We decided. <laughs> Amber unbeknownst to all of us is like 
she's trying to like spurn Brett's attention beforehand because she was threatened. Because I don't know if I mentioned this. I think you mentioned before, but contestant number nine was this really like uh, scruffy, sportsy type. Who oh, got, the one who that got up on the track there. Yes, yeah. yeah. she was right captain here. of all the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and also president of the gun club. Yep, right all over what's her face's face. Denise Richards. Yeah. In her locker, Kristen Dunst got a picture of uh, the girl who got exploded on her tractor, and it said, you are next on the back. You did. Yeah. And then her boss at the funeral home comes in and tells her there's been a fire at the trailer park. Yes. So, before we get to the scene, we have to get back, uh, go back because we missed uh, the introduction of a very important character. Allison Yes. yes! The star of the show. <laughs> She's getting her hair done. Excuse you. Hair did. <laughs> Trey, I know who I am. <laughs> it's 50 cents. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. Thank, thank you. You're Alice and Janie is best friends with Kirsten Dunst's mom, who is played wonderfully yes. by Ellen Barkin. Yes. They're both... Together, they are great. They have yeah. great chemistry. They are amazing together. I hope that they're real-life best friends. Yeah. Like, they're so good together. Yeah. So, uh, Ellen Barkin is in... They're so good, in fact. They yeah. are so good that within 30 seconds of that scene at the salon... Because mm-hmm. it, it's a quick scene. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a, a very quick, quick scene. scene, yeah. You get from these two, you're like, okay, I know exactly who they are. Yeah. They grew up together. They knew each yep. other in high school. Mm-hmm. They held each other's hair while the other one threw up. They've like, always yeah. been friends. They've always been friends. They've never not been. Allison yeah. Janney has probably helped raise Kristen Dunst. Yep. Like, yeah. she's, she's been uh, a constant in their lives. Yep. Yeah. And just like that, you get it. It's, and it's you know so exactly great. who Allison Janney is from that <laughs> one scene. Yeah. Yep. She is bold. She speaks her mind. Mm-hmm. She is very fiercely loyal to the people that she cares about. She is she is rough is around there, all those edges. Yeah, is there is a great. term? For, is there a term? What is a womanizer? When it's the other way? <laughs> uh, uh, she's got she's a lot of boyfriends. A, she's a man eater. There it yeah. is. <laughs> she's a man eater. Yeah. She consumes men. Uh, yeah. She she's DTF. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love Ooh, it. Straight out of two thousand five. <laughs> and she exposes that the pageant is. All a setup. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. This is bullshit. This is the richest uh, Denise Richards. That's the richest yeah. family in town. That's what people. Her mom about. is running it. Yeah. Her and dad is sponsoring it. Exactly. His assistant is the third judge. She's gonna win. Mm-hmm. She lays all of that out very clearly, and then she tries to give it the cameraman. You and I'm like, you, you can drive me MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to her. She lives three trailers down, so it won't be hard for yeah. you. <laughs> so it'll be easy. <laughs> Great character. I yeah. love that she doesn't, <laughs> incredible. She, she doesn't give up. So, no. yes. So, Kristen Dunst is at the funeral home. She gets this message that she needs to go back to the trailer park where she lives because there's been, there's been an incident. So then we go back to the trailer park. Mom? 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 <laughs> Are you family? And then Alice and Jane's character is like, no, she's just yelling out mom because she's got Tourette's. <laughs> Oscar winning Alice and Janie. Like, uh, uh, so good. 
So we see some archival footage from two uh, two high schoolers who are who are out jamming with the guitars, and in the background you just see uh, a trailer just go up in a mushroom cloud, and then I think uh, air conditioning unit lands near them. And honestly, when we go to the hospital, it's one of my favorite parts. It's so good because Kirsten Dunst's mom. She was drinking a beer, and yeah. now that beer can has fused <laughs> to her hand, and they wrap it up all together. And Alice and Jenny's character is like, why don't you just calm down, see if there's any more beer in that can? <laughs> <laughs> and she does. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, some backstory. Ellen Barkin's character... I think was also a passing contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an affair with some sort of carny. And yep. <laughs> um, quote from the movie: "Once the carny, always the carny." My mom cries every time she sees the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> or was it was it a tilt a Or a bearded lady in a tube top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's- Oh, gosh, this movie's so good. So, um, Ellen life clearly hasn't quite worked out the way that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So she's, similar to uh, Kirstie Allen, her daughter, she's dumped all of her her resources into her daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. So she's sacrificed so that she can have tap dancing lessons. I would like to say the difference is, though, that she has dumped resources into her daughter to improve her daughter's life because she knows, like, I'm not going anywhere. She mm-hmm. even says, I'm a lifer. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a really Allie's character moment. is just like, I'm riding your coattails. Mm-hmm. Take me to where I should have been. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like she's trying to replicate that success. Because mm-hmm. Kirstie Alley was able to marry someone with means. Yep. Their house is massive. It looks like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's, like, exterior. Like, it's that kind of thing. Um, so she's done great for herself. She's kind of the queen of the town. Minnesota. Mount. Yeah. Mount. Mount. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Fucking hell. How do we? They said it 20 So many times. times. <laughs> we were paying attention-ish. Whoever loves this movie and is listening to this is looking at uh, their phone right now. So, yes. So, Ellen Barkin. Go to our Twitter. And educate us. Yes, please do. Cash grab. Cinema. Yes. Dot edu. So, stop talking. So, Ellen Barkin. Uh, <laughs> while uh, in the midst of being engulfed in flames, managed to... Grab Kristen Dunst's tap shoes and stuff them in her panties. And stuff them in her panties. <laughs> and got and roll the hell out of that, that trailer before things got too bad. Go find the lady who cut them off of me. She'll give them back to you, love. Now, Kristen Dunst is one of the few people in this movie who has common sense. And she's like, so someone's obviously trying to kill me. Like, it's, yeah. it's very obvious. I should quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to live. I want to live. Can I live? And then Allison Janney's just like, no. You don't know what your mom's giving up for you. Mm-hmm. Stop being so selfish and go get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> While she smokes a cigarette inside of a hospital. Because that still, that still goes down there. Yeah. 
And so what really drives her to stay into the pageant is when Ellen Barkin comes and talks to her. And this is sort of the one kind of genuine, like genuinely emotional scene mm-hmm. in the movie, I would say. She's like, look, this is your way out of here. I'm not getting out. You need to go. And this is how you do it. And that kind of solidifies in Kristen Dunst's mind. She's like, okay, you're right. Like, at the end of the day, this is this is the trajectory that I want my life to go. I can't remember exactly at what point, what point in the movie she says this, but she does say, Kristen Dunst, boys get out of here all the time yeah. with hockey scholarships or prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for girls, this is basically their only shot at... Yeah. Getting out of town. And just some background knowledge. Uh, the writer grew up doing pageants, but she was on the no illusions of wanting to be famous. She was also like, this is my way out of here. Mm-hmm. I want a scholarship. That's what she got. She got a scholarship to go to college. And so she sees it as being a useful way. Like, it, it's something that people can use if they want to like climb some sort of success ladder. Right. I actually really love that because it you... I mean, you can tell in how everything's written, like, there's this real authenticity. Like, everything is coming from a very, very real place. Yeah, they don't really trash the pageant scene too much, either. No, not really. It's more about how the moms act. Yeah, it's more about just the psychos participating. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because the the town's showing up to these things because it's just, it's something to do. And (laughs) And you know what? Like, it's not even the psychos participating. It's like one family of psychos and Mm -hmm. some pretty normal people. Yes. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know which contestant says this, but it's like, if you're 17 and you're a girl, this is pretty much what you do. It's Mm -hmm. like... Brittany Murphy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The sage. (laughs) Brittany Murphy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you do it. Don't you don't you get don't you get me started. <laughs> so now we're gonna go to the judges interview, which takes place at the VFW, of course. Where else is it yes. gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> and John Doe's already uh, chomping at the bit. He's right in the middle, ready. Oh boy. Like, all right, well we're ready, yeah. Send on the girls. Smoking a cigarette as creepily as he can. He smokes so many cigarettes. A lot of people smoke a lot of cigarettes in this movie. This the nineteen nineties were a different time. They sure were. Now that I'm I'm watching this again, uh, do, you, do you do you watch It's Always Sunny with, in Philadelphia? Yeah, yes. Of do you know Charlie's uncle? Yeah, Jack. The one with the small hands, Uncle Jack. Yeah. That performance is very much that same. <laughs> that that guy, John Doe, is is Charlie's uncle. <laughs> he's got that same like quiet yearning desperation, and he's he's small and just like very much up to no good. Like, if you know what it is, you can see it. Yeah. (laughs) Same small, cabbage-sized hands. It's, ugh. Those fake hands, dude. Cabbages are big, but I like small cabbages. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So, uh, you get to see a little bit more of each contestant's uh, personality. Uh, Becky, of course, has very boilerplate answers that always lead back to her mother, Minnesota, America, America. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So you can also see that the, the, the decks are stacked against Amber because... She has to <laughs> name and spell all the states in, in alphabetical, alphabetical order. order. 
<laughs> and the look on her face is just like, what? Uh, <laughs> really? And then she's just I like, do. And all the contestants look back at, or all the judges look back at her like, mm-hmm. And then do she, it. She starts out slow like, Alabama. And then... <laughs> Three and then three and, and a half, half minutes, minutes later, later she's, up. she's killed it. <laughs> yeah. Because she's up for a challenge. She came to win. Yeah. Honestly. She didn't come here to make friends. That wouldn't she be. She came to win. All that, right. That wouldn't be me. Spelling is not my strong suit. I'd just no. be like, well, I'm, I'm going to get up and leave to not waste any of our time. <laughs> as soon as we get to Connecticut, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I, no. I ain't even going to waste y'all's time. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to uh, the talent portion. The dress rehearsal. Yes, the, the dress rehearsal for the talent portion. Mm-hmm. So, Janelle is the girl who's really into sign language and dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think her brother is having a baby who's oh, deaf. Yeah. And, and she, like, cannot wait to go, like, interact with this baby. Yeah, she's going to start signing yeah. towards the baby. Mm hmm. So Amber, Kristen Dunst, is up first. So she asks Amber if she can, like, switch places with her so she can go spend time with this baby because she's so excited. And Amber, then, you know, she's just like, she's she's just a good person. She's like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, no, that's my lucky number anyways, lucky number six. <laughs> <laughs> but before the trade-off, I just don't, it's such a small thing, but I don't want to miss it. Oh, Denise yeah. Richards' character holds up a skirt she's going to be wearing. Like, it's got thousands of hand beads <laughs> and sequins. And then she says, and I wrote this down, uh, one of my dad's many me- Mexican workers made it. He lifts them out of poverty. <laughs> they say it. Mexican. That's how they say it. Very she does that without missing the beat. Mm-hmm. These Richards is really good news. <laughs> that so cannot be undersold. Yeah, it's a she great was perfect role. for this. Yeah. So, Anyways, so, so Jan- the Janelle is out there signing her heart out. Yeah, signing and dancing her heart away. Mm. Uh, and it switches to Cristiali giving some exposition about the pageant in some mm-hmm. way, and Janelle's in the background dancing. And then you see like her do a, like a twirl, and then light falls on her head, and she's down. <laughs> Kirstie's first thing she said is, "Don't touch the body." <laughs> like how quick she's left this kid for dead. That was good. And then the, my next favorite part happens <gasps> when Alice and Janney is sitting there with Ellen Kirsten Parsons. Dunst. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's like, "Your mom wanted you to have this and put down like some whiskey and on yeah. ice or something." And then she's like. Never have kids. God, I love you for thinking I (laughs) (laughs) She's just so good. The comedic timing in this is so good. It's so good. Especially Allison Janney. Yeah. Champion. There's very little to complain about. Mm -hmm. Everything's pretty on point. I just don't see how this only made $10 million. It's so funny. And you know what? This scene kind of points out to me is that Kristen Dutz gets a lot from her mom because she's a little, she's not necessarily flighty, but she's kind of like really happy and optimistic in the same yes. way that her mom is sort of the opposite. optimistic. But mm-hmm. it also shows what she gets from Alice and Janney, which is like, this is what's real. Yeah. 
I see the world for exactly what it is. And she's a very good sense of synthesis of both of those people. Right. And I think that's kind of what propels her her through. Yes. Well, that and a lot of unfortunate happenstance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So, are we are we there at the night of the pageant? Oh, we are. We are. Kirsten Dunst's mom is there in a wheelchair, smoking yes. a cigarette, her beer can hand. She's ashing her cigarette yep. into the beer can that because why, used her why not? hand. Why would you not do that? <laughs> it's, and the way she does it is so like, eh, whatever, I mean, without you know, even thinking. It's a perfect. It's a classy event. I'm not going to ash on the floor. And so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what she would say if somebody pointed it out to her. Yes. I love it. And the theme of this year's pageant is proud to be an American. And so how do they illustrate that theme for the contestants' first walkthrough? Strapping paper machine monuments to their heads. Yeah! (laughs) And I love that the girl who was adopted by the Japanese parents calls herself Asian American. Yes. That's why I'm proud to be Asian-American. She's proud to be Asian-American. She has a model of a nuclear power because nuclear power is very American. And then she shouts out Emperor Hirohito, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? At first I was just like laughing because that's such an awkward thing to say. Yes. But then I'm just like, you know what? Look how much she loves her parents. (laughs) Yes. And they and show, it, and they show her they parents who are like, biological child. they show her parents in the audience, they were like, yeah. And the parents' biological daughter is just like, no. She's just sitting there. None of like, this is okay. <laughs> I hate all of this. And I'm like, all of us are you. <laughs> Seiko Masuda, we, 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 we see you. But, but at the same time, we're all her parents as well. <laughs> you go, girl! Nope. We that's all, that's we, just you two. We all, want, we all want those kind of parents who blindly support us standing up there with nuclear power strapped to our heads during a beauty pageant. And if you say otherwise, you are lying. That's true. Not if they aren't supporting their other daughter's pursuits, which I, I would guess include some sort of liberal art. That's why I'm saying <laughs> that, my, my dude, that's my point. They're bad yeah. and good. Ah, uh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. Thank fine. you. I'll concede. Thank you. What other uh, head dioramas sort of spoke to you? <laughs> the, um, uh, the Washington Monument. Yep. But she, like, caresses it like a penis. <laughs> that was Amy Adams doing. And her boyfriend out in the crowd was like, woo! <laughs> He's so supportive. He's like the best and the worst high school boyfriend. He puts like devil rock horns on his head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's my baby. Well, um, not not yet, but soon because Amy yeah. Adams' character was two months pregnant. Yeah. I don't think he's ready. That was a strange. That was a strange reveal. Uh, that I love was, that though. I love how, how was, many weird layers. It was layers. so funny because the one of the camera crew people was like, "Are you nervous?" She's like, "Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's only been two months, and I haven't told my boyfriend yet." <laughs> and they're just like, "Whoa, I mean, you nervous about the pageant?" And she's like, "Oh no, it's great," or whatever she says. It's, just like, <laughs> it's perfect. But I don't know if you noticed. They're really like gung ho for her before the pageant. 
And then after the pageant, they're like, yeah, you came in. You came in second runner-up. Yeah. And another oh, she's like, proud of her. I came in third place. And he's, or I came second runner-up. I got second place. And he's like, that's third, babe. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And you know in why? In the truck. That's because she told him about the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And they're like, oh, we're deflated now. I, oh. I, oh, I wonder oh, if that's no. like on the cutting room floor somewhere where like a, a little scene where she's like, I got second runner-up. By the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he was just like, um, Amy Adams' yeah. character has a very interesting arc, and it kind of goes on in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> to go back to the boyfriend, he took off his shirt at some point in the pageant, and like yeah. had, he had written on himself. I couldn't. Rem- I can't remember what it I says. I can't remember, but it's like but, it's very pro. Pro Amy Adams, yeah. like. But it really propaganda. points to what you were saying. Like yeah. she told him he, she was pregnant because his clothes are like. His shirt's back yep. on. It's all the way buttoned. He's all of his friends are really defeated. Yep. It's not just because she lost. Yes. Yeah. That, you're yeah. totally right. Oh, wow. They just lost. A friend died that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the elf on the shelf picture explanation all Ooh, over boy. again. Trey is just mm. all over this. And we're just over here not paying attention, I guess. Um, this is why we all believe in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. What? There's another Elf on the Shelf movie. We're not doing this. No. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. No. Do you remember how I told you you could buy pets for them? Mm-hmm. It's about their pets uh-huh. saving Christmas. It's the St. Bernard you can buy. Well, of course. <sighs> so I don't think they listened to our podcast before they made this movie. Well, a little bit more of me has died. Um <laughs> Uh, also, somebody has retweeted our tweet about the Elf on the Shelf podcast to their Elf on the Shelf fan page. Please don't listen to that if you're a fan of Elf on the Shelf. Oh, well, that filled my spirit right back up. <laughs> All right. We're good again. Um, Ruining Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Gone past the headgear, so now we go to backstage with the showdown between Becky and Amber. Oh, yeah. Because so. Kirsten Dunst has lost her costume. Yes. Her talent portion costume. Yep. And because she ain't no dummy, she's like, well, it's why am I even wondering out loud where it went? Why not just go to the source? Becky? Where's my costume at, Becky? I know you did it, Becky. We all know you stole it. Yeah. And Denise Richards like, <gasps> Is this Becky talking. with the good hair? Her hair's all right. <laughs> it wouldn't make a Pantene Pro-V commercial. It's... <gasps> no, it's from Lemonade. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're oh, talking okay. about. <laughs> well, that was Look, for you no. then, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Look, I know. Trey knows things. Yeah. But this specifically is Becky with the uh, um, with the crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into a shoving match because Becky's just kind of like, "I didn't take your stuff." Actually, I don't even think she says that. She just sort of gets really like defensive, and then like they kind of like start shoving each other. And so Kirstie's assistant comes in and breaks it up. And Kirsten Dunst is just like, but she's the worst or something like that. I but, hate her. Yeah, and the lady's like, yeah, I know we all do. Come yeah, on. everyone does. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That an adult says that about a teenager. Like, yeah, she sucks. 
<laughs> so then, then we get uh, Mary's number. Mary Johansson, you mean? Uh, Mary Johansson lip syncing in her wheelchair with a nurse dancing it around. Yeah, she's the the previous. The timing uh, on this is <laughs> it's like a it's like mana. Yeah, no, whoever this actress is, she is incredible. She she's kills so this. wonderful, funny, so deadpan in this lifeless. And lip-syncing. like how hard, like even her breathing is funny. Yeah. Yes. And also shout out to the actress that played her nurse, who was wheeling her around in a very uh, perfunctory just way. Yeah, like she had. She had to memorize all that choreography for her, and she doesn't smile at nope. all. She's like she makes no expression. She's, She's like, very much I've got to concentrating on this dancing. Yeah. Make sure my patient's okay. If I look up, I'm gonna lose my place. She takes it very seriously, and I applaud that. Then comes. The ladder dance. Ooh, the step ladder dance. Mm. The step ladders. They do a dance with these step ladders that have recently been painted, and they sit down on them and also like do a Superman on them and, and just John, basically like cover themselves in this blue paint that's on top and of them. John Doe is just like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one of the characters was obsessed with the dogs? What was her name? I think her name was Tess. Well, her her talent was dog barking. Yes. <laughs> What's crazy about her talent is that it's really it's stupid and terrible. Like she starts off with a beagle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then it goes to a German Shepherd, which is exactly this kind of dog that attacked her. Honestly, when she was like, "This is how it barks," I was thinking, "Like, is that what it did before it bit her?" <laughs> Yeah, she went to a different place when it she was, started that impression. It wasn't her fault. She had it wasn't the dog's fault. She had jerky in her pocket. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Who doesn't have jerky in their pocket? You need some emergency protein. She will always be on the dog side. That's what I love about her. It yeah, is. again, a pure soul. But, especially when I go to Minnesota. <laughs> uh, the dramatic girl. Does... We need to watch that elf on the show no. with the pets. <laughs> the and be like, Barnabas. <laughs> Actually, yes. I really want to watch that. I feel a, a strange connection to this franchise, and I, I don't want to continue. Next Christmas. All right. We need to give them some free publicity. I know. Publicity? It's a publicity? We need to give them some free publicity. I don't care if you said it right. The other one's staying in there. No, we need to give them some free plug-licity. Ah! There it is. Or the one. if it's about animals, maybe we should give them some free pug publicity. I never thought I would say this, oh, but I man. want you both to leave. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> coming, I've, I've earned that. Coming next week, just, just Rachel. <laughs> we'll be, we'll, we'll be reviewing my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> so other talents include... Uh, the actress contestant doing uh, reading from the... She landed on Soylent Green. Yeah. Yeah. She landed on that. <laughs> uh, it went over quite well. Uh, Amy Adams' character uh, let two guys wrestle in front of her while she cheered them on. <laughs> that's all she's got. That's, a, that's it, you know? Go Muskrats! She can't just cheerlead by herself. Though. No. She needs the wrestling to motivate her. Yeah. Yeah. Her talent is being encouraging. And you know what? Shout out to people who are in uh, helping professions and people 
who do that kind of thing. They they are support staff and they are important. Yeah, pay cheerleaders more. The yeah. more you know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 90s are still <laughs> real for me, damn it. <laughs> me too, Josh. <laughs> but uh, can we get to Denise Richards? Oh, God. Well, well, before Denise Richards, Kirsten Dunst's character is told she's not allowed yes. to do her talent because she doesn't have the costume. Even though the dance teacher tries to give her a different costume, mm-hmm. you have to have a costume that was approved beforehand. So, Like weeks before. So Brittany Murphy, in all of her glory, <laughs> gave up her costume and quit the pageant. And she was... And Kirsten Dunst like, your parents will kill me. Uh, you know they only had me because Peter needed that kidney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then we get Denise's Denise Richards' talent. Yes. Oh, what a talent. And she um, sings? Yes. Is it sing- It's breath singing. It's like Marilyn Monroe singing. Yeah, I, that's Happy what birthday. I thought she was it, doing it at first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she sings, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of Jesus. <laughs> hey, pervy guy in the judges, you feel like heaven to touch. I noticed she was making a lot of hard eye contact when she was singing this song. She knew what she was doing. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. is so calculated. She knew her audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, both of you, too good at singing. <laughs> that was too on key. Uh, you need to be flatter, <laughs> breathier. Yes, much breathier. Your pitch needs to be uh, several notes off of what <laughs> it's supposed to be. But she has a These dance. Are your notes, she I'm has sorry. a dance partner at least. Yes, someone from offstage wheels off a like a a, a full size. Stuffed animal. It's a human size. It's yeah, it's 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 human size stuffed Jesus on a cross. <laughs> and, and I read online that, <laughs> the, that the extras in the audience did not know that this was going to happen, and a lot of them got up and left. Well, they tried to cast a lot of locals just to keep the sort of authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think even the people who showed up were like, "Oh, this will be a fun thing. I'll be in a movie. I'll be yeah. an extra." Even their sensibilities were uh, too delicate for uh, a Jesus tango. <laughs> you can see on some of their faces when they pan out to the audience. Like some of the kids are just like, the fuck? Yeah, they're like, oh no. We did not sign up for this. <laughs> this town is going to implode on itself. <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing. Just, just perfect. It really just was. Just perfect. And then Kirsten Dunst does her tap dance. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she's she's got she got her new she's got her pre-approved uniform from Brittany Murphy. Yeah, and I will say this was the only part in the movie I was just like, okay, because it's obvious that she's not doing the tap dance. Yes. and that's true in a lot of movies, but it's not edited particularly well. It's pretty obvious. It's yeah, not her. Yeah, but that's the only like if I had any complaint about the actual structure and making of the movie it would be that I think it has something to do I'm not trying to like make excuses for it but I think it has something to do with the mockumentary style you know like if you're out shooting a documentary um, chances are I mean you're gonna get like close ups and b-roll and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but you only have 
probably at the most two cameras. So you're going to end up with wider shots. So you end up with these wide shots of Kirsten Dunst back to the audience so we can't actually see her face mm -hmm. going yeah. crazy. And then it's sort of, you see the other side when she turns around, it's her, but you don't see the feet. You know? Yeah, waist up. Yeah. yeah. So it is. It you do is a lot of honest. arm jazz. But the I, I think what we're supposed to get from this is that she is good. Yes. Yeah. Like all that practicing pays off when Everything. she's actually got tap shoes on and is not in a morgue <laughs> or on the side of a street. Like she she's, you know. The town's crapping. Crapping. The town's clapping like crazy. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, I just crapped my pants. That tap dancing is just so good. So, yeah. I couldn't hold it in. So, at the end of that performance, uh, marks the end of the the pageant. Yes. So, and so the girls are waiting in the back to know what the judges say. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Kirsten Dunn says, they bring up Janelle, and Kirsten Dunn's like, well, she's real happy. She's in a room right next to my mom in the hospital. Yeah. That blow to the head, she went deaf. <laughs> And, then, and everybody's just like, oh, so that's what she wanted the Everything worked time. out for her. <laughs> so we get to the crowning of America's Teen Princess. Mm -hmm. uh, second runner-up. Leslie Miller, or Amy Adams' character. Yeah, Amy Adams. And she is super psyched. She's so yeah. psyched. She she's, can, a, uh, yeah. she, she's a $50 gift card. Yeah. No, it's $50 scholarship. Yeah. What is she going to do with that? Whatever she wants. It was 1999. I mean, mm -hmm. with that, that's like... The cost of a book. Yeah, that's like two months rent. <laughs> Where are you living? <laughs> also, I think it's okay to bring this up now because she doesn't appear later in the movie, really. Um, we don't see what happens to her except for a poster where she is the featured dancer at the local strip club. Yep. Yeah. So I'm guessing her and her boyfriend broke up. Yeah. Her dancer's picture looked a lot like she looked at the pageant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, you know, the, the, the movie leaves it up for us to decide. <laughs> Are you saying childbirth has an effect on a woman's body? We've just, <laughs> We've just wandered into bad women's anatomy. All right, class. We're wandering right back out. No. <laughs> Seriously, I was asking. <laughs> no, I mean, if your mom laughs a lot, she might pee a little, and that's your fucking fault. And then that. you went and take her to see that fucking penguin movie. I am a terrible son. Just to keep make sure she got nowhere near laughing. She was miserable. And you, <laughs> and, and, and you, and Ace Ventura, pet detective. Well, that I was trying to make my mom laugh because Jim Carrey is a revelation. It's like you don't know your mom at all if you think she liked that. <laughs> she was in hell. It's torture. <laughs> and you made your mom. Watch the polar bear king over and over. You're not getting away from it. You're, you're not getting away with this. We are all guilty. Oh, oh no, sir. Because my mom was by herself, so she was at work. <laughs> all right. Last key kid defense accepted. Thank you. Except we lived in the boonies, so the door was just unlocked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And it's only now as an adult, I'm just like, well, I probably should have checked for murderers. <laughs> Robert Stack comes over. The little girl. 
Because we bring Robert Stack to this podcast. <laughs> and we'll stand for that. He was a beautiful man. Rachel took a walk down a dirt path one Friday evening. <laughs> I did live on a dirt road. <laughs> Uh, poverty. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst gets first runner-up, and she's she holds it together. You know, she's a little bit disappointed, but she's like, you know what? I tried. She still and, seems reasonably happy, and I'm gonna yeah. accept this with with dignity. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. she, it, she said, like, you know, at least my mom got to see me dance. Yeah. Very really sweet. It yeah. was. And the winner, of course, because the deck was stacked completely in her favor, was Denise Richards, Becky. And, you know, Kirstie Alley tries her best to make this win hers as well. Yeah, she even says, my daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of her daughter's name. Yeah. And the audience reacts like, Oh, well, yeah, this is what we thought was going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, yay. We didn't really come to this uh, NASCAR event to see who won. We came for the car crashes, and that part's over, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're fine. out. Fine, fine, fine. We came for the orange drink. <laughs> the table's in the back. <laughs> so everybody's leaving, and we're in the parking lot, and Brittany Murphy's dad said, Peter would have never done anything like this. You let me down. <laughs> She's like, you know what, Dad? Peter's gay. He's gay. He's gay. <laughs> and then the dad goes, "What? Say what?" <laughs> He's legitimately flabbergasted. It's amazing. Like, not only did he never thought of it, but he was just like, "Now what is gay?" <laughs> now what, what? What? What do you mean, gay? I thought he just liked dress up. <laughs> <laughs> and we see uh, Ellen Barkin get taken back to her home, I guess. <laughs> she gets forcibly put back into uh, an ambulance. <laughs> she just gets, like, picked up and thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. She's like, my daughter was robbed. And we <laughs> <laughs> But she had come to the pageant in Allison Janning's truck, and they're like, yeah. she almost blew away. Thank God for bungee cords. <laughs> <laughs> she also had an IV attached to her the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. God damn, this I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> drunk. Yeah, well. she was drunk oh, yeah. or drugged or both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She refilled her hand can before she got there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, filled, it's filled with vodka yeah. and cigarette ashes. Yep. <laughs> Smoky. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Pair this with a nice hot pocket. Mmm. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I am pretty hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, skip to parade day. Oh, parade mm. day. Beautiful as a whore's ass, parade day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, that is not me saying that. No. That is Becky's Denise dad. Richards' dad. Yeah. yeah. He is... He's like a... I'm not going to say poor man's Kyle McLaughlin, but... He and Colin McLaughlin could be brothers. Like, they, they have that sort of similar... I bet they went out for the same roles a lot. Yeah. He's got a more polished yes. version of Yes, he's a more polished version of, of this mm-hmm. actor. Yes. Oh, totally. I mean, he can, like, go to Vegas. He can pick up Elizabeth Berkeley, 
take her back to his house and just like bang her in the pool, like in that movie. What movie? Showgirls. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? I've never seen it. Now I'm doubting myself that that's even the right guy. Anyway, it is. Keep talking. That's the same guy. Because I've seen that scene. Thanks, okay. Mr. Skin. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Tonight's episode is brought to you by Mr. Skin. Go check out boobies or something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, Whatever so, tickles your fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not here to judge your journey. No. No journey judging. <laughs> so we're back at this parade day. Um, we get kind of a, a, a last look at a lot of the characters who we've come to know and love. Uh, we see Judge Number Two and his um, mentally challenged brother yeah. in an extended scene where he's caught in a door. That's true. Yeah, they part. <laughs> yeah, well, his his, his overall strap gets shut in the door, and mm-hmm. he just spends. It's great. They keep coming back, yes. and he's still stuck. I'm sure he just like had somebody or cut that together, and that was his audition for the Three Stooges. You know, like. Oh, yeah. I can do yeah. physical. Check this out. <laughs> you see him just there by himself struggling, and then you see him cut back to him, and he's being taunted by a lot of kids. <laughs> then you cut back to him, and you see he's caught one of the kids. <laughs> he just won't let go. He's and taking was, his cotton candy. Yeah, <laughs> in a really uncomfortable scene because he's like, oh, he's going to keep him longer than he should. This is someone, someone call someone. Someone, someone intervene, please. <laughs> Tell him about the rabbits. Eventually, he's cut back, and it's just his pants, and he's gone. Yeah. And so, not Kyle McLaughlin has paid for this giant swan float. It's gigantic. Yes. And Denise Richards complains, it smells like gasoline. And Kirsty, I was like, well, get your ass up there on that float. Get your ass up there. Your you daddy's know? spending a lot of money on this float. And... It was made in Mexico. Everything, <laughs> <laughs> Everything smells they like all, gasoline down every there. Every member of that family, because uh, not Cousin McLaughlin says that too at one point. All of them say Mexico just yeah. to be like culturally sensitive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So um, what's what I love about it is it's oddly specific. That's yes. yes. And, and that's like so many other things in this movie. Oddly specific. But I get it. Yeah. I understand it immediately, mm-hmm. like what they're doing. It's a, <laughs> it's a sign of good storytelling. It is. It's great. It it's is. great. Because you get, you. I don't know, I feel like you get so much more story. Again, like there's so many layers in every single scene. The Amy Adams stuff, like Amy Adams in a way is kind of more mise-en-scene than she is a character. Yeah. But that makes her character awesome because, you know, she's just sort of always, she's <laughs> in the background. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I love how, like, the foreshadowing is, it smells like gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to drop that there. Just going to leave that there. I don't know. We'll Here's see. the alley. Lights a sparkler and puts it on a on the swan on purpose in this one spot that's supposed to like, I think it's supposed to like sparkler there, like it, yeah, but very big. And the whole thing, she turns away for a second to deal with like something about coffee or something. I don't know some logistical thing. Yeah, and then the whole thing catches on fire, and it explodes like that. (laughs) My favorite part is you see a guy in the audience. Clapping, <laughs> and you can see him. He was the now. guy singing the Miss the the Teen America yes, fashion yes. song before, <laughs> he's, 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 and he doesn't know what's going on. He's yeah. like, 
Yeah. He's, he's clapping and you can see him mouth. Good show. <laughs> Christy Alley goes completely unhinged. She no. does. Because it it's like she doesn't even care that her daughter died, but her chance to go to nationals died. Yes. That's what it was, yeah, because immediately she was just like, No, 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 we can still go to nationals yeah. as her daughter is. Because I'm better life. than every one of you. Like she uses the yeah. R word again. Yeah, she does. And she confesses to a lot of crimes that took place, including and a murder. Yeah, she 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 comes to like all of the murders. And I then think. out of nowhere, those crappy police officers who were just like no investigation needed were just like, oh, she confessed. Oh, they swarm her. Oh, okay, yeah, let's let's go. And here comes one of the greatest yes. moments in the movie. That I was love so it because it's so. Meta, and it's so like uh, it's so like a um, just a snapshot of the cultural reality at the yes. in the late nineties. Yeah. And so when the cops come up to uh, take Christy Alley away, the cameraman that we've been with the whole time, the whole the the guys making the movie, they notice another camera crew because that camera crew is following the cops. But yeah. they they're, know they're the guys from, they're making from, cops. from the show. They're making, they got the hats. They yeah. got the hats. They're making cops, but they know them because like, they, you oh, know, hey, they're, they're like, what's up, oh man? hey, what's up? And they like dab each other. And they're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> How's it going? Like, like they don't even, <laughs> like the, they don't even show uh, Kirstie Alley getting taken away because uh, they're so caught up in talking to each other. How you been? How you been? How's Nashville? <laughs> it's so funny. And then and then we're smashed straight to the funeral. Yes. Where the Reverend says, <laughs> I guess, "Sorry, I can't. I can't even." <laughs> I guess this is God's way of telling us. By American. <laughs> <laughs> That's up there with the funeral scene from Heather's where the preacher is talking about, like, uh, the MTV video games. You know? Mm. It's incredible. Not to go back to King of the Hill again, but it reminds me of the episode when Luann's boyfriend Buckley dies. Yes. And at the funeral, the priest is like, anybody else have anything to say? Boy's name was Buckley. Like <laughs> <laughs> in case you forgot, like there's a giant picture of him right there. But that's what he has a thought. Like that's what's holding people back. Like they want to come up and say something nice. They don't know what this kid's name was. They yeah. forgot where they were. <laughs> and the pageant assistant at the funeral is just like, "Well, it's my honor to make you the new." <laughs> Miss, what is it? American Teen Princess and at the funeral. Like their casket yes. side. And Kirsten Dunst is now the winner through not through any really hard work of her own. But default, 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 default. It's the best way to win. So she has this uh, conversation with Allison Janney's character where uh, Kirsten Dunst is like. I mean, I'm not really feeling good about this because this isn't the way I, I want to win. And Allison Janney's like, oh, it's fine. You know, you're a good person and you deserve to win. Really? No. You were lucky. <laughs> so let's just enjoy it, all right? And Kirsten Chris is like, okay. I love that they go to state in the hearse. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Allison Janney's flicking people off like, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Because they got to go straight there. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the state competition, 
Nora, SNL's Nora Dunn and Mo Gaffney, who I know from Absolutely Fabulous, are Great the show. head. Excellent show. Love that show. So they're the head of the Minnesota Modeling Agency. Minnesota Modeling Agency. Yeah. <clears throat> for, for $50, you can yeah. join. But they're waiving it today if you sign up a friend and give us their address. Just a quick PSA. Sure. If you have to pay somebody to do your job, uh-huh. that's a multi-level marketing scheme. That's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> that's where that goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like crap like a LuLaRoe. Don't buy those. Don't buy those leggings. What's that? Lula, you not heard of LuLaRoe? Well, you're, you're a man that doesn't wear leggings. So, as far as far as you know, that's true. Not our friend. You're the exception. I need to go buy you some (laughs) leggings then. No, they're just like horrible leggings that people. So to buy the leggings, you have to buy them from somebody who's. It's like Mary Kay of leggings. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. It's but they're not that. They're not that nice. Like, sure, they're kind of soft, but like the patterns don't match up Mm -hmm. well. The sizing is like crazy. Twenty-five, thirty-dollar leggings, just like mm, no, thank you. Are they trying to make money off the name recognition from Lululemon? I don't know. I don't okay. know what, but I mean, it's worked out for them. Oh well, hey, a hustle is a hustle. Yeah, but when you hustling people's when you're when when your hustle is like, oh well, you know, you'll make money as long as other people are under Ooh, you. Yeah. Just like I don't love that. No. Well, if you want to make it to the diamond table. <clears throat> Is that the double diamond? Yeah. We're gonna need to see we're gonna need to see better numbers. And I'm gonna I'm and I'm gonna be real. Uh Nora Dunn and Mo Gaffney give me all of that energy that you were just talking about right there. They're very much like not quite at the top of a of a pyramid scheme, but like they can pretty almost, close. They can yeah. almost touch it. They're pretty, pretty close to the top. They keep getting the notices that they're yeah. they're they're like you're you're ten people away from the double diamond membership. Yeah, and they play this very perfect. They, they they're great. They, a perfect tightrope yes. act of like being in power and exploiting <laughs> these girls, mm-hmm. and also being like pathetic in a way. Like yeah. there's a sadness there. They're just like this, this pageant is like this margarita. You see it as half empty, and I see it as where's the waiter? <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell some kids swimming in a pool to shut up, and they call them fat. They always have a margarita in their hands in a plastic container, and they always have a cigarette. It's amazing. It's mm. so it's a good. Re- it's a really good. Uh, uh, I don't know. Guest spot? Yeah, what, it's what do you great. like? Just like a like a winner in a in Cam- a t- cameo. Yeah, cameo. That's the word. It's so good. Yeah, and they play really well off each other. Yeah, I um, want to see that movie. Let's just yes. take them on the road. Well, so. do you want some seafood by Antoine? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah, so they get there. <laughs> they get told that even though they were promised a night's stay in the airport, Howard Johnson, which was a big deal. Um, they're told instead that they're going to have to do the pageant right then, and they're not going to be able to stay the night. Um, so in a way, um, Kirsten Dunst, she, you know, she's a little bit let down. Oh yeah, because when they found out that they were going to stay at that airport, Howard Johnson, it was like this: "We're going to stay at the airport, Howard Johnson." <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought it was like the best Hilton in town. Yeah. <laughs> 
but there is a seafood bar, an all-you-can-eat seafood bar. By Antoine. By Antoine. <laughs> seafood One, by the, Antoine. The boom guy took a whole lobster. <laughs> but Kirsten Dunst doesn't eat any of it. And she, I can't remember what was her reasoning. I'll tell you her reasoning. <clears throat> because she was always said to, she's not supposed to eat anything that carries its home around with it because you never know the last time it's been cleaned. That's pretty good. And that's, yeah. a, and that's a quote from the Bible, friends. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this before or after they have the choreographed dance to Gloria Estefan? After. <laughs> okay. <It's> after. <laughs> yeah, where they're practicing the opening, mu- opening number. Yes, yeah. which looks like it's in sort of a courtyard of a mall. <laughs> It does look very... Or, this, or are they in a hotel? Hotel. Okay. Okay. It's, that's a, con- why. it's a conference center. Ah, okay. That's why it looks like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they really worked up an appetite, mm-hmm. uh, ate some shellfish, and then pretty immediately, there is a just a long scene of a bunch of young girls throwing up. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, they're about to start the competition, and the first contestant's, like, not feeling well, and then it's just, like, a wave. Yeah. Everybody in the audience, everybody on the balconies, the host, people in the pool. The hostess are running out. Like one of them says, "Call a doctor," and the other one was like, "Call a priest. We need an Because <laughs> <laughs> of course they're not sick because they've been drinking alcohol the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cleansed their palate. So, because Amber's the only one that didn't eat shellfish. She again wins by default. Default, 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 default. It's what makes America great. Yeah, yeah. She stuck to her values, man. She did. So in between uh, this time, we go back home to uh, Minnesota, and we see that uh, Ellen Barkin has gotten hooked for a hand. She lost her hand. She yeah. lost her beer cane. They hand. had to amputate yeah. all the way up to the elbow. Yes. <laughs> and Alice and Janie was like, just use your regular hand when she's trying to open a beer can. They're like, and she said, they told me to practice. <laughs> so she stabs it open, pours it in a cup, holds up the cup and says, I did it. <laughs> also, we see that Kirstie Alley is in jail. Mm-hmm. And she's got a pack of cigarettes, and she's very popular. She's making friends in there. Yeah, there's a part where you, it, I thought it was voiceover at first, but it's actually it's more clever than that. It is a recording of her, because when you're in prison and jail, they record all of your conversations. Mm-hmm. So there's a recording of her on the phone saying, I'm making some powerful friends in here, and they've got friends on the outside, and I'm going to stop that girl. So... It leads yeah. you to believe she's the reason Antoine let all that seafood go bad. Oh. Yeah. I did not make that connection that Antoine was the contact on the outside. Or someone that Antoine I didn't knows. either, but... Hmm. Now it makes perfect. All the pieces yeah. are falling into place. Yes. All the pieces. Yeah. 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 That All makes right, sense. Rachel. That makes sense. It was me that time in your face, Trey. <laughs> Get it together, man. I enjoy being owned. Your one fan. Your one fan is gonna abandon you for me. It's fine. No, probably not. <laughs> It's because you've got all the rest. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's true, you're beloved. So, <clears throat> people, people just love a mystery. They're just like, so, male, female? What do you think's up with that voice? <laughs> I told you, androgyny is sexy. I used to be a soprano, believe it or not. Me too. Really? Yeah. And my testicles descended. And then Mine too. Hey. Twinsies. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just sound like a cherub. I bet you did. You're so beautiful. And now I sound like Tom Waits. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I wish. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a great voice. And it does. I, I've got a couple more years of Scott Streeting before I get there. Right. Well, actually, I bet you could probably do his, his early stuff. If you ever listen to like Tom Waits' early stuff, it was it's interesting because it takes a little while for him to really get like gravelly, you know, and to have that sort of Nick Nolte, you know, you know. too far. <laughs> I don't want that. I want to still be intelligible if, if at all possible. My name's Tom Waits, and I make pirate music. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I make meat pies. So did I. Why did I think that? <laughs> Why did you think that? I don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. Twinsies again. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to help me uh, well, say they... this part because we because so, um because Kristen Dunst gets all the way to the top. So she gets to be a competitor in, like, the top of the competition mm-hmm. sponsored by Sarah Rose Cosmetics. Right. And when they get there... She gets off the bus. Mm-hmm. And immediately, what happens? The Sarah Rose Cosmetic Company has gone out of business. Oh. And their mm-hmm. building has been seized. I think they went bankrupt. And all the other contestants go crazy. Yeah. And start... They start breaking the building down. Fucking shit up real hard. Full on riot. (laughs) Throwing all of their makeup and all their things and like just destroying whatever has a symbol of their their failure on it. Mm. Mm -hmm. But Kirsten Dunst just goes (sighs) and gets back on the bus. And I think in that moment it was like, well, I almost got out. Yeah. Yeah. And because that was that was she got out. She yeah. got out of her town. She she got to like a bigger city. She got to a, an, a Howard uh, Johnson's. Yeah, and then even farther. <laughs> yeah, she, so, she, so thought, she was on a national platform, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the, when the credits start rolling, and you think like, yep, that's it. But it has, I mean, eat your heart out, Marvel movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. This has a great mid credit scene. It's not all the way post credit. May I? Yes. Christy Alley escapes from prison. <laughs> I she love, sure does. I love the the headline. X pageant <laughs> escapes from jail. And then her picture that they put up is her in jail where she won second place in yes. the beauty contest. <laughs> With like a toilet paper sash. Salt all over that wound. Mm. Yes. And like... She was like second place in Miss Cell Number Eight or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was very specific. I love that. So <clears throat> she has somehow gotten into the roof of a local chicken establishment. Yep. She is dressed all in camo. Yep. And she has a sniper rifle. Get that blonde trailer <laughs> trash out here. So. So. She is 
out there just like firing wildly, even though there's a huge crowd of people around her. You know, I'm not going to question their choices. Dude, the police force in this town is absolutely terrible. Yes. Why are people there? You got a Charles Whitman there on no. top of the, the thing. Oh, no, it's all right to take a look. She's not going to shoot all of us. <laughs> well, well they are. They do show them they're down on the ground with their guns drawn, but they're like standing to the side like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to die for this. <laughs> After some after some further investigation, we decided, you know, we'll just wait till she runs out of bullets. She's got to go to sleep sometime. <laughs> but one of her bullets hits a, the, a reporter. Yeah. And so she goes so we're down. we're seeing a newscast covering this, uh, and mid sentence, a woman gets shot. Yep. So she falls down, and Kirsten Dunst is next to her. Was that bullet meant for her? We'll never know. Right. Because Kristen Dunst does not miss a beat. She picks up the microphone and starts reporting like she was made for this moment. It's her Diane Sawyer's moment. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and the next thing we see is her in the future with a sensible Bob. Very sensible. On the <laughs> on the Twin City News. And she's an anchor. Yeah. And so she has accomplished she's her goal. She made it, baby. Yeah. She made it. It was it was great. It was a yeah. great ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, I love this movie. <laughs> Way better than the different ending Ooh. that you told me about. Are we are we gonna are we gonna yeah, get into that? Because it's so, so yeah, what was strange. The, what's the different ending? Okay. It's real weird. So I should say, uh all of my uh facts and information tonight are courtesy of Lewis Pittsman's BuzzFeed article called, quote, Jesus Loves Winners, quote, colon, how Drop Dead Gorgeous found cult success as a flop. Okay. So, uh, so what we mean to say is when we take fact, when we say facts <laughs> and information, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> tonight's episode is brought to you by BuzzFeed. Go check out a listicle. BuzzFeed's collecting your data through those fucking quizzes. Stop taking them. It's so much fun. So. Oh, guess my social based on which Disney princess I look like. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is some backhanded praise, but, you know, I, uh, I'm someone who cites their sources. <clears throat> so. I'm just uh, saying that. I mean, that's legit. They do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. What Trey is saying, he does not endorse the BuzzFeed yellow. I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, this is speaking about um, what happened when they showed the movie to test audiences. So, real quick, have you guys mm -hmm. ever done that? No, no I, I would love okay, to. So, Have you? Yes. Really? Yes, for a trailer. What are we? What, why yeah. are we even talking about this movie? Let's just so, talk about your life. Yeah. <laughs> so at the Asheville Mall, there was Josh had just left for basic training. So I, what else you had to do? Wander the Asheville Mall after work, and some guy looking was, for men, <laughs> looking for dudes. Well, <laughs> some kid, some kid with the clipboard who was a boy, but he was a child. Um, approached me and he was like, 
you do have time for some questions? And normally, <laughs> normally I am the queen of like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, However. But I was just like. On this day. Man, well, I'm pretty. Rachel thought differently. I was like, well, I'm pretty bored. Sure. He's like, so do you watch movies? Like, mm-hmm. And he was like, so do you want to watch a trailer and you could just give us your feedback? And I was like, okay. And then he takes me to like this back part of the mall and I was like, oh shit, this kid's going to try to kill me. Oh. Because <laughs> it keeps going. Mm. And then I finally get to an office and we really do sit down and watch the trailer for Sweet Home Alabama. Whoa. Yes. Big time. Yes. Nice. And I gave my feedback and it was really weird because the version of the trailer they showed me had a different ending than what is shown oh. in the, the like what's in the movie now. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what was the setup like in here? I, like I'm sort of picturing you sort of hunched over a, a laptop screen. But Yeah, that uh, was kind of it. Like, oh, really? Like, they didn't have an overhead projector? Uh-uh. <laughs> It was like in a crappy office, and there was like four cubicles. So there's like the main office, four cubicles, and then like you can see the break room in the back. And so we watched the thing, and then he asked me some questions, and then I was just like, "All right, is that it?" And he was like, "Yeah, well." And then you get a check, like they pay you, and I was like, "Oh, cool." On the spot. Yeah. Oh. They just have like pre-printed checks, and they just put your name in it, and you get. And I got twenty-five dollars. Wow. Yeah. And then he did ask me for my number. <laughs> he did. Oh. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. No, oh. I'm married. And he was like, oh. That's tacky. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But A lot. Yeah. That's a lot tacky. Yeah. Well, he was holding on to the check when he asked for your number. <laughs> he was just like, so, uh... <laughs> is your dignity worth $25? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> it's worth a little less. <laughs> I will say, he didn't ask me until after we made it back to the regular mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you and had he, an escape route. Yes. Okay. And he had already given me the check. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm married. And he's like, okay. And then that was it. Okay. So he did. It, it was okay. It was a little tacky. But not too bad. Okay, fine. It's not like I was at work. I okay, yeah, you're right. That's that's a completely different sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now if I was at work and then you asked me for my number, just like, well, where am I supposed to go now? Yeah, I'm freaking trapped here. All I can it could either be gross and be like, no, I I've got diarrhea. I have to go, <laughs> and or give you a oh, fake no. number. Man, Rachel gets diarrhea an awful lot. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Agreed. Yeah. Girl that, power. PSA, if somebody asks you for your number at work, just tell them, like, oh, I've got diarrhea. <laughs> the more you know. No, nope, see? <laughs> you overreached again. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> Did we already talk about what was supposed to be the original name? No, the, movie? the original ending. We got distracted. Oh. The original name for the yeah. movie? No. What was the original name for the movie, Trick? Dairy Queens. <laughs> There's no dairy. There's dairy. No. It's not set in Wisconsin. It's Minnesota. Yeah. Might as well call it like Honey Queen. I suppose they have dairy cows there. They do. They it's do. probably not as known for that as Minnesota is, but they probably still contribute a lot to the industry. I'm glad they went with Drop Dead Gorgeous. As am I. They also got, you know, pushed back from the actual Dairy Queen. It was like, we don't want none of this. We can't sell no dilly bars next to... They were just like, I'm sorry, do you know how powerful the Dairy Council is? Yeah. <laughs> we're already named Dairy Queen. We can't have Brittany Murphy's character talking about drag queens in here. 
He's gay. We're He's gay. <laughs> you're, you're making fun of Middle America. We're trying to sell them blizzards. So, um, the original ending. Yes. So, this was after they had shown some the movie to some test audiences. One of the major changes was that a completely redone ending, which uh, director Jan explained actually occurred as the result of a test screening. In the original ending, Christy Alley actually killed herself in prison, he said. In the next mm-hmm. scene, there were there was just her feet swinging in the jail cell, comma, and it went from her feet swinging down to an ashtray with a lit cigarette. Gladys dead, Christy Alley. The shooting spree at the end of the film was the work of the librarian, Iona Hildebrandt, which we didn't even talk about, but she was like a winner of the pageant way back um, back in the day. During the Second World War. and She, had she to was the up. first one in 1945. Yeah. yeah. So she had to she give had up to give her, her tiara yeah. to the war effort. <laughs> even the picture of the young her giving up her tiara yes. was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't even get to keep my crown. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is giving it. for scrap. That's not funny. Just... <laughs> like, the other people's scrap medals, like, tin cans or a tiara. So, she was going to um, go on a shooting spree, um, and she snapped as a result of the bastardization of the pageant. Uh, so, the test audiences had a... Not so great reaction to that Honestly, conclusion. with the Hildebrand librarian shooting up, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's funny. But Kirstie Alley's character doesn't seem like... It's Not weird. Not the way she played it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird for her to kill herself. Like, yeah. that character wouldn't do that. I, th- I think ending on Kirstie Alley doing the shooting uh, on top, I think it's more it's more high concept in that like you see that happen, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I, yeah, I, that makes she's, that makes she's logical unbalanced sense. and yeah. crazy and resourceful enough to make this happen. She loves guns because she got her daughter into guns. She was the one who was buying her daughter guns and like mm-hmm. training her up in that way. So it makes sense that she would know how to use them. In that guns. is that's that's special. fun times. Yeah, Rachel, please, uh, please redirect us. I, I got I, you. I, all, I have, all I have is bile in my mouth. <laughs> We'll talk about this later. <laughs> so we've come to the part where we ask the question, is it a cash grab? Well, let's not forget what a cash grab there is. A cash grab is any form of art that has been made just for the paycheck. So was this movie made for the money or for the craft, for the art of filmmaking? Let's go over here to Josh. Josh, what do you think? So I think this one's pretty uh, open and shut. I would definitely have to say that this is not a cash grab. Thank you. Up top. You did it. Yeah. All right. So I had a great time watching this movie. I felt like it had. Because this is your first. It's my first time seeing it. I'm. I have, it feels like a real sort of like passion project that somebody put a lot of work into. Yes. And uh, somebody, many somebodies put a lot of work into. It was so well executed. It was so well done. And what I love about it, I absolutely love about it, is that you have this incredible ensemble cast of amazing uh, female 
actresses with, with great roles. Like, they this have is, incredible roles. Yeah. I love it. This is what you get when you think women are funny. Yeah. There's a reason yes. there are so many female-led movies don't do super well. It's because the people who write them or produce them or somewhere along the way, those people don't think women are funny. <coughs> Paul Feig. <coughs> so they come up with a lot of weird <laughs> jokes like, oh, dance-offs and stuff like that. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like sure, those just, things can be funny. No, no. Those things can be funny, but not the way they've been written lately. No, they're just not. This movie shows night. Not only do they think these women are funny, but they think that they've you know are good actors. Yeah, like they've and, honed their craft. And what's great about their characters is like for every single character, there's some sort of. Uh, foundational flaw. There's some flaw that they have, even if they're good characters, even like you yes. know the, the people that are good, there's some blind spot that they don't see that everybody else does. It's that sort of theory of mind that you get from um, the mockumentary uh, shows uh, and movies like Spinal Tap, um, the shows like The Office. Mm-hmm. You get that same sense of like, as you're talking to somebody, they're missing something really crucial. And... Um, I don't know. It's just, it's great. Perfect characters are boring. Yeah. 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 These characters are not. And that's one of the many reasons they're great. Mm -hmm. They're delightfully imperfect. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So I will say that it's not a cash grab. Well, I'm going to agree. It is not a cash grab. I will say there were a lot of teen movies made in 1999. Oh, yeah. So I am sure. The production company saw dollar signs. But the people who <laughs> created this movie were just like, well, this is just funny. This is funny. This is good. We're going to make a great movie. And I don't think it's cash crap. I think they just set out to try to make a really funny and sort of true movie. Like, obviously, people don't kill each other or pageants. But small town living, they got mm-hmm. that totally right. Yeah. Um, because there's so much romanticizing of small town living. It's not romantic. No. Like, like when Kirsten Dunst says, you know, you either get out on a hockey scholarship or prison, like, that's mm-hmm. small town living. That's yeah. real. That's, yeah, that's real. real. So I really liked it, and I'm going to have to agree completely. Not a cash grab. Welcome to the pool. Don't touch me. <laughs> Have you, did you acquiesce? <laughs> Give him something. All right. <clears throat> Trey? Um, so I came to this movie as someone in this time. I first mm-hmm. saw in 2016. Right. I'd already seen other things that these actresses have been in, so I was already a fan of them. And to see something else that they had been in where they shine, I was like, oh, yeah, I want, I want to go back. Um... But at the time, I don't know if the names Brittany Murphy or Kristen Dunst or Ellen Barkin or even Kristen Ellie, like, I don't know if any of those screamed dark comedy with something a bit more subversive to say. Right. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe even though all of the actresses involved came in and gave like pitch perfect performances mm-hmm. I don't know if the audiences at that time who were looking for that kind of content would look at those names and think oh this is something that I need to see right right and people well, who like those actresses might have been like what is this exactly <laughs> yeah exactly it's an awkward melange this isn't it's, cheers yeah 
This isn't Jumanji. Where's Look Who's Talking Five? <laughs> okay, I saw Christie Alley. John Travolta, is he in it? Is he in it? Oh, no, he's busy with Phenomenon. <laughs> Poor Michael. <laughs> uh, filmmaker Darren Stein has some opinion on this matter. The same year Drop Dead Gorgeous was released, Jawbreaker hit theaters. The real, or not real, the to- like on the poster they said, if you like Heather, she'll yep. like Jawbreaker. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Drop Dead Gorgeous, it was lambasted by critics, but has become a beloved cult classic in the years following its release. Quote Darren Stein, I think all cult movies have something that's intrinsically transgressive about them. They go to a place that regular studio films don't go to that's usually darker, edgier, and more forbidden. People collect these films that have these dark elements that they enjoy. It's a truth-telling in a way that you don't see in a lot of films. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that, I don't know if we're seeing it as much anymore, especially these days with like the success of A24 and uh, Blumhouse yeah. and, and all these yeah. guys. But but really, in this time, in the sort of uh, mid to late 90s and even into the 2000s, um, I think we've seen these dark comedies as like film noir was in the 40s gets that subversive it's saying what we're all sort of thinking yeah. but the mainstream media that we get isn't sort of on that level or mm-hmm. it's it's not safe for mainstream you know mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to uh, wrap this up with three points um, two of them are character based one Brittany Murphy she played a character that was not unlike Ty from the timeless classic Clueless, mm-hmm. in I which the she same was thing. a fish out of water. You know, her accent was really different. She had dreams of being somewhere else, and you know, she kind of fit in. And she was like a really loving, caring person. And Clueless, which was very protein and pro capitalism and pro rich stuff mm-hmm. as if. she was she was the outsider but in this movie dropped it gorgeous she's kind of the she's kind of a grounding character because she's she's not like Kristen Dunst like she's like oh this would be something fun to do also like my parents who are obsessed with my flamboyant gay brother will maybe pay more attention to me if I do this so why not it's kind of fun She's treating it not very seriously, but she's also like the people who are us outside of this. Like she is, she's right. kind of like us. Second, Kirsten Dunst. Her character is both really ambitious and opportunistic, but not in a slimy way. She just like sees them and she seizes them. She's someone who wants to climb and, and get out. So she sees her models for doing this are these pageants which kind of speaks to what it means for someone to be in a small town and, like, want to be up, upwardly mobile. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very much dependent on the models that they have around them. And so yes. all of her models uh, are, like, I have to be beautiful and perfect in this kind of way. But what really gets her her goals in the end are her being ambitious and opportunistic at the end. Yeah. She was like, as soon as that that woman was shot, she was like, "Me, mine. It's my time. I'm ready. I've I've been I've been working for this." Snatching the doctor's <laughs> dead body. 
Which I think is kind of the real um, message of the film. It's like, you know, this is, beauty pageants aren't the end all, be all, they're just a tool. Yes. Right. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool for someone who who wrote this movie, who had this experience and like used it as a way to uh, move her life in the direction that she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Third, I wanted to do this movie because I really could not understand why it was not popular. It, it had is. so many popular yeah. actresses. Yeah. Like, it was funny as fuck. God damn, this movie is funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I was like, this should have wild acclaim, it's, but it's kind of a monster between what the studio wanted, which was sort of a... Magnolia or Steel Magnolias or one of those was a big movie that year where they mm-hmm. had like a lot of big name actresses in it and they wanted to get the kind of audience that would be attracted by that and a subversive indie movie that it really was and because they did both at the same time it's only now in retrospect that it can be appreciated so it was made by people who wanted to make something good and had something to say. But then when they got to a larger studio, they were like, we want famous actresses so that we can get lots of people in the seats. And that didn't happen. Well, there you go. It's been awesome. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a it's really good movie. Trey, thank you for you, bringing this. You and gave it to Josh yeah. as a gift. This is a gift. It it's is. a gift that keeps on giving. Thank you it all will. for indulging me because I, I, I want this to... Well, Jesus Christ on a cross, we are. (laughs) Jesus Christ on a weird wheeled platform. (laughs) Do you want to hear more from Cash Grab Cinema? Who wouldn't? (laughs) Everybody wants to know about us. (laughs) So be sure to go over to Instagram and follow us at Cash Grab Cinema and over to Twitter where you can also follow us at Cash Grab Cinema. Do you want to know more? <laughs> please, please tell me more. There you go. Like an infomercial. Mm-hmm. You can now click on our link tree and it'll take you anywhere you want to go. Wait, slow down, Rachel. <laughs> tell me something. Mm. These uh, weird website sort of names for things that I don't uh, recognize or understand, can they be downloaded in app form? No. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> You delightful idiot. But you but if you want to buy Do you experience it as a sort of vapor? Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Do you want to buy us from something from our Amazon wish list to help the show? Mm. Click the link tree. I desperately need rollerblades. I don't know if the link tree can help you that with that. Shucks. We'll add rollerblades to our Amazon wish list. Woo! Don't forget to follow us at Cash Grab Cinema know what we'll watch next who knows come join us i mean you've gotten two in the same month you're spoiled maybe (laughs) (laughs) don't get used to it follow frygay the 13th on twitter at frygay13 and we'll see y'all next time jesus loves winners bye